Man, it's up and it's stuck. This is the Sip Slow Podcast, but we help ourselves as well as others. Raw, real, and uncut. Audio work weekly. It's your boy, Mr. Money Don't Sleep, so T. Weezy can't rest. It's your boy, JT. What's happening, fellas? It's J-Dub, man. Happy Valentine's to everyone. What's good, everybody? This is Al checking in. <clears throat> yes, sir. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, what y'all boys sipping on today? <laughs> Man, I ain't got nothing but a little coffee right now. Just finished church a few minutes ago. That's why we was eating late, but I got a little something waiting. I got a little coke in here, a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, me, I'm sipping on some uh, Dr. Pepper, man. I'm here at work with you guys, so yeah, I'm going uh, to try to do right. <laughs> Already, man, I'm... <clears throat> I'm back on this uh, cranberry and grape, man. That's it, man. A little water on the side. Um, what y'all been up to? Man, trying to weather this cold for the most part. Yeah. Y'all, uh, you got to work? Well, you work from the house, so you it don't matter, huh? No, not right now. I'm supposed to go to Livingston next week, but uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have to bump that down and, and, and wait. I don't want to get out there on them roads and, you know, put myself in no danger if I don't have to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm just going to chill. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that, Jay. I'm actually off tomorrow. I'm at work now, but uh, just been spending a couple of days trying to quote-unquote, hey, what's up, Big A? I see you out there. 
Uh, yeah, trying to winterize our house. I just learned a new term, winterize. So have y'all <laughs> boys uh, winterize your homes? I guess, I guess if you mean like wrapping the pipes and uh, you know that type of stuff, uh, yeah, it, you got to how they talking about it's gonna be, you know. What, what, yeah. what about you? I mean, same thing. I, I, I mean, I got the little styrofoam stuff I need to go put around them pipes. I hadn't done it yet, but I, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So at least you know, follow as many of the precautions as we can. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, man, yesterday, uh, well, we'll get into this. Y'all doing something for your wives for Valentine's Day? Or do you have to do something for your wives for Valentine's Day? Hey, before y'all boys jump into all y'all little Valentine's Day, you know, celebration, I'm going to go and put it out there. Me, me and my wife, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day once a year. We celebrate it throughout the year. So, Valentine's Day is just another day for us. So uh, I'm going to leave this day for y'all that's spending all that money on one day. <laughs> I, I feel you on that. <laughs> I feel you uh, on that. You, no, you sound we, a little hard, boy. <laughs> no, we, we used to celebrate it, but now as I got older, it's, you know, it's it's whatever, though. So it's it's just whatever we want to do, but. Back in the days, I used to go get all the stuff, but now you get older, you know, it's just another day. Yeah, I uh, took my wife out yesterday, last night, me and her went out to eat, you know, something, something low-key, but just just me and her really, um, I guess you could say for, for Valentine's Day, but really just spend some time together. So, uh, you know, if you out here taking care of business, it shouldn't take one day to show, you know, that you love somebody. So, hey, that's that's how I see it. But, you know, a lot of women got their mouth poked out if you don't do something. So, you might not get no box that night. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would hate for them to let that be the excuse. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's just one of them things. I, huh? Well, they're going to try to use the excuse anytime they can. Man, they know they will. I'm with Mo, man. I think we used to celebrate it early in our relationship. I'm going to go back and even just dating. And then, it, you know, after a while, it's kind of like what we love each other every day. So, I mean, that ain't that ain't nothing that I need to just broadcast on, on Valentine's Day. I celebrate my grandma's passing. Well, her birthday would have been the day. So okay. that was my best friend, and that's what I that's the only thing I really think about on Valentine. Already. Um uh, well, Al man, we're gonna get in that free game. All right, this uh free game is for the fellas, man. We're gonna keep it real basic and short. There we go. Okay, so um fellas, whatever you did. Whatever it took to get that woman that's in your life, it takes that same thing to keep her. Okay. Feel that. Okay. The same thing you did to get us, the same, same thing, thing you got to do to keep her. All right. Al G. <laughs> well, we're going to go on jump in this document and get on these topics. Uh, I know... 
I'm sure if you unless you was on the rock, you saw about this uh girl that put gorilla glue in her in her hair. Um but if you don't know, um her name is Tessica Brown and um she was trying to fix her hair and ran out of the normal glue that you would put in it and she decided to put some gorilla glue in her hair instead of hairspray. Um so she went on TikTok and made like a little video explaining what happened. And um, what last, I think this week, uh, she went to a, a surgeon and they finally got it out. But I think she had it in for about a month. So uh, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Jay? Man, I think she was tripping, man. You know, that get really good. You don't play that shit, man. They tell you what it's for. I don't know if she was excited or what, but man, that shit do work. Maybe she just wanted to see if it didn't work, but I mean, at least she had to worry about going to get her hair done because that shit was slick <laughs> as hell. It was shining, boy. Man, he said he never moved. It ain't going to move shit. Even the tape worked. Yeah, I yeah, think was- that was kind of crazy. I'm with you on that, Jay, man. You know, I don't know much about hair products but um anything that's gonna say something with gorilla in front of it i mean i wouldn't put it in my head uh from what i heard they claimed that she had it confused with another hair product was called gorilla snot <sighs> that and so that's gorilla. what you're supposed to put in your head but she thought it was gorilla snot turns out it was gorilla glue and we both or we all know what that do so uh but yeah like you said jay i mean she got a permanent hairstyle so i don't know what she tripping for that's what i'm saying she saved a lot of money <laughs> I completely agree, man. She uh she didn't use the best judgment on this uh, this mistake she made, but but you're right as she left it in there. She wouldn't have to worry about going back. It may have fried her other hair and her scalp, but you know, I guess that's a chance she take. I didn't heard of that gorilla snot before. So I can uh, see and it's got the same kind of look on the bottle, but I would assume you'd keep those two things in separate places. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't expect you to keep Gorilla Glue in, I'm assuming, your bathroom, your dresser, wherever you do your hat like that. So, Most I mean, a lot, a lot of it is I think she didn't use common sense. Uh, and, two, if it was that bad, she should have reread what she picked up because the bottles are completely different how they shaped. And I know <laughs> she had to grab that Gorilla Snot. She would have known she had it. The Gorilla Glue bottle ain't nowhere close to the 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 feel, the look as that Gorilla Snot bottle. <laughs> well, um, do y'all? I know it was talk. She might want to sue. Uh, Who's she gonna sue? Gorilla Glue sue? because uh, there's nothing on the bottle that says uh, you can't put it in your hair. Okay, well then that's the case. I'm gonna start suing for everything. <laughs> if the if the wow. if, if my soda not sweet enough, I'm gonna sue and say uh you ain't put enough sugar in it. Come on, man, y'all tripping, man. That, that, there's no grounds for suing, man. That's a waste of time. Yeah, I think well, she should just read the label. Well, um, McDonald's was sued for uh, like they coffee and somebody drunk and it burnt their tongue or whatever mouth. And yeah, they got sued for that, uh, and and the person won. So now on the cover, it has to they have to put that it's hot. Well, what the other sued for is they sweet tea. That sweet tea will kill you. 
<laughs> no, man, I don't. I don't think that 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 suing would be valid. I mean, it's it's one thing to know. Okay, I know coffee is hot, but it's be extremely hot sometime. I guess when they pour it in your cup, it could be you know looked at. But man, this is this is unexcusable right here. The the gorilla glue and you know I would I would wonder what's her basis of of suing them because. Just saying that it ain't for hair is not good enough because it clearly states on the bottle what Gorilla Glue is best used for. Well, man, you know, I'm not a lawyer or nothing like that, but people people sue for anything, you know, and yeah. and I think sometimes they, they might be successful. So, you know, I ain't going to hate it for trying to get a bag. I mean, it might not be right, but if you can get your bag, I'll get it. They probably well, give us something just to keep her quiet. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I mean, she have no grounds to sue. But like you say, if she's just trying to get a bag, I understand. But guess what? If she win that case, whoever that lawyer is going to take most of that bag because he, he got to be damn good to win that case. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like that. Uh, McDonald's thing I brought up. If you go there to get coffee, common sense will say it's gonna be hot, right? I mean, but you know, man, it, like I say, people sue for so many things, and I'm not qualified to to say what she win or not. But uh, probably just a quick bag run and stuff like that. But uh, they they probably won't let her win that, man. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, you are listening to the Sip So Podcast. Uh, we would appreciate if you would like, share, uh, subscribe to any channel, any platform that we are on. Uh, we thank you for listening, uh, participating. We, we encourage all of that. So uh, we saw this story about a young man who committed suicide um, because he was in debt through Robin Hood. Uh, Robinhood is a, a app where you can uh, trade stocks and stuff like that. Maybe crypto. I don't know if they do that on there also. But um, this was last year to where he had was trading stocks. They said he did some shorts or a whole something like that. And my, I had my little uh, iPad, but I can't get my internet connection right. So I don't know. But. I'm a freestyle it, tell y'all what happened. But uh, anyway, whatever he did, he thought he owed $730,000. And he ended up committing suicide. He jumped in front of a train and killed himself. So now his family is suing Robin Hood uh, for his debt. Uh, I want to get y'all thoughts on, on do you think Robin Hood is is liable? Um, Doug? Man, uh, completely liable. I would not say that. Uh, I think they did have a lot to play in probably the mental state because, you know, one, I don't ever like even owing another $20, you know, so if, if I hear a number like that, then, yeah, it's going to play kind of 
strong on my mental and then you're going to start figuring out like, okay, I know I can't pay this. What's going to happen if I don't pay it? You know, maybe those thoughts are running through his mind and I hate that he wasn't mentally strong enough to, to realize, you know what, me killing myself is really not going to solve the problem. Let me, let me go ahead and take this battle to Robin Hood for what they do and not only to him and, you know, it was other people I think as well, but to, to kill himself and, and then be blamed for it. I can't fully jump on board with that. Now, just knowing stocks and, you know, I, I deal with it as well. You, you, when you start doing that stuff, you are already playing with the risk. So you'd assume that you can always assume the worst. That would, that would be the best thing to do is always assume the worst. And, and I'm assuming that he must've had, some kind of false news, which we know how things were going with that. And it's just very unfortunate that what did transpire uh, has caused this man to take his life. Now that, you know, I can understand the family suing on this one, but I don't think that Robin Hood is 100% liable for it. Yeah, I think I think it's more to it though. My, you know, the jump, the jump in front of the train, man. You, it, I think that's mental too. Even though you, they say you owe them that much. Forget it. That's life. I'm gonna sit it off. Whatever I owe you, if I can't pay it back, I, it's a payment plan or something. But I don't think it's meant to go and throw yourself out in the tra- in front of the train. Shit. I mean, <laughs> you. I mean, yeah. You, you gotta be mentally strong, but man, that's that's some hard shit. But I don't think they should be liable for them suing him for what he did. I mean, you know the risk. When you when you sign up for something, they got you got to read the policy and all this, so you know what you're getting yourself into. So mm-hmm. to go and do that, you know, you gotta know what you're doing. But for throwing yourself in front of something like that, no, nah, no. Yeah, and them stocks get manipulated all the time, man. You got yeah. that's why you got to follow it daily, and not just follow that platform, but you got to read into it. It's there's so many different factors uh, that maybe could have brought him to some better understanding of like, do I really owe this or not? Uh, rather than just taking it to that extreme. And, you know, it take a lot of, I don't know, to kill yourself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's... I don't even like standing next to the edge of the street sometimes. Just, really, <laughs> just like going to jump in front of the thing. I mean, that's, yeah. I worked at the medical examiner's office for a little while too, man. And I can tell you just the thought of, putting yourself in some type of danger or you know it's that's scary yeah a scary thought that he was dealing with with some other demons rather yeah that's what that was um they claim that uh they suing for the wrongful death uh emotional stress and unfair business practices um so maybe contrary to y'all yeah I, I think they they hold some liability because he reached out to them more than once about the situation. And they kept sending it like going, sending him to like an automated response. And they kept saying that he owed it. Then after he felt, well, Hey, I don't want to have my family burden because he was 20 years old. His name was uh, Alexander Kearns. So he's a college student, and he didn't want his family to be burdened with that type of a debt. Because, man, 730 k man, that take a lifetime for most people to pay. 
Yeah. Ain't, you know, ain't much payment plan on that one, Jay. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> then after he died, that's when uh, Robin Hood sent the letter back talking about, no, he didn't owe that money. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they deserve some type of blame for that. And then on the other side, man, look, uh, I, you know, we all black people on this panel. Well, we we know how to deal with hard times or adversity. You know, uh, we don't just go out and kill ourselves like that. Uh, we just used to things. We can handle it. We've been through a lot. But this guy's a white white boy, and we see grown men that executives lose their job. They jump out the window. I mean, that's just white people just can't handle that stuff normally like we do. And I guess he saw no no other way out, you know. But uh, I do think they liable because you got to think if you get a bill right now in the mail saying you owe 730K, it's going to put something on your mind, I'm sure. I'm going to put in the trash can. <laughs> shit. You ain't getting up for me, shit. <laughs> Boy, you crazy, man. I, I well, mean, the family is going the family gonna win some of this suit. I can guarantee that. Yeah, I think they'll get something. Yeah, T.I., I, I think I agree a lot of it, uh, what you said, T, for as um, they owe something, you know. They have some kind of liability in this. Um, you don't want to make light of a situation when it's a person, you know, life that was taken, you know, although it be by himself, you know. Now I don't agree with the part about you know, you know, just because he's a white man, and I, I I don't get into that side of it. I think it was more of mental issues. I, I don't think it was just strictly. Oh, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe so, but the part when uh, Dub was saying, you know, it could be the stress, and then what he was saying about how he kept calling them, they kept pushing him off, and. That can get you to a point where you, you know, you're upset, you're hurt, but I don't know necessarily to push you over the top to just kill yourself. So I think he may have had prior mental issues before all that. Now, I don't know that. I'm not a doctor or anything, but that sounds like a person that's uh, mentally challenged in some kind of way other than just stressed out. That's just my personal take on it. Well, man, we probably down a slippery, slippery slope with that type of uh, because every you know a lot of people kill themselves. I don't think everybody has a mental problem. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah, you probably not qualified to really <laughs> speak on that. But but we do what we do know is that it tends to take place in different other races uh, mainly the white race than I think it does with blacks I'm not saying that that's facts but as just like how these mass shootings and different things occur it would take place amongst white race more than any other race again that's just based on the evidence that we have uh, awarded to us in this situation I mean I, even even if it's that great amount of a debt, I think my life is still more valuable than than that debt. Uh, and 
sometimes you just, you know, you had to keep going. He may have had to just get some legal action involved with Robin Hood before. Mm -hmm. Let me ask, you know, we all have children. So what, what advice, and I don't know if his parents knew, you know, before he did that, but what advice would you give your child if, if something like that happened to them? Well, I mean, me personally, I would tell them like, look, we'll we'll figure out how we can approach this and and one find out if it's true or not. And you know, I would be even, I would take it to court at that point in time with something like that and that great amount of money. So if they gonna sit up here and tell me that I owe this amount of money, well, give me all the evidence and showing why. You know, if if I'm only investing in the stock, because that's essentially all, all you really do through through Robinhood. You invest in the stock, so how could I be negative uh, this amount of money like that if I didn't put that type of money into it? So if you can show me that, then okay, then we can just start the process from there. Maybe they can settle for X. I mean, we know how bill collectors work. You may owe a certain amount, but you know, after years or time go by, maybe like, hey, we can settle for this. Or we can work this out. So I don't know. That's just my perspective and what I would tell to my child. Do you know what a um, option spread trade is? Because it say it contained a risk, and that's what got him in this situation. Yeah. So options are uh, super risky. Options are you can either you, you're playing against whether the stock is going to go up or whether it's going to go down, and you have certain time frames it could be you know a month it could be a couple of weeks it could be three or four years depending on what how you want to invest in it and you have different strike points uh, that you would let's let's just say if a stock is like $15 and you've heard in the news that this company is doing xyz there's these billionaires pouring money into it or plan on pouring money into it then you may take an option out on that stock for because they call them like calls or puts so if, if you make a call on it then you're counting on that stock to go up you know and then you can pick whatever type of strike point you want and it, there's a cost with that strike point uh based on however many because they're, they're like contracts so it's not an actual full share of a stock it's a contract towards that uh that or the option that you're playing on or if you hear that like I don't know, this executive step down or this company may be experiencing some legal battles, then you may put a put against that company because you're playing that, you're counting that it's going to go down and you're hoping that, okay, if it started at 15, I'm going to say in three months, it's going to be at $12. And so I'm going to put my, my, my strike point at 12 and I may, I may say I want to do five contracts. So that five contracts will have a, an, an amount that would be associated with it, whether you want it on the, the day value or if you pick a period of time. Now, what happens is if you happen to guess wrong, the money you put in there, it's, that money sometimes double, triple. So it can wow. you can end up turning to where now you've either lost X amount of money or especially if you don't stay on top of it and pull out a sale or whatnot because you can sell kinda, them. Hmm. So this kind of like what what those people did to their GameStop, GameStop stock when they 
boosted up the price and, and ran it up, huh? Mm-hmm. For the most part, you know, Reddit's like this past week, you know, the cannabis. I have three or four different cannabis stocks that all took off this week. Well, I heard Reddit got involved with one of them. So, and we know what Reddit, they were the ones dealing right. with the GameStop stuff as well. So, one thing I do is I'll put me a strike, uh, like a stop loss point. Like, if it goes anything below this, or, you know, I'm going to be staying at that that amount that I did my stop loss at. Or I'm just going to have a percentage in my head. Like, if it gets to a certain percentage of increase, I'm going to sell it. And if I choose, I'll just go back and rebuy it again. You go, okay, you going to, you know, I hit you in the chat. You're going to have to holler at yeah. me offline, man. Oh, yeah. I got some for y'all. And it, just because I didn't respond to it, I got some stuff that I've been working on putting together yeah, for y'all because I want y'all yeah, all to see it. Yeah, you're going to have to holler at me, man. I I want to get on the train too, Pause. Uh, <laughs> Jay, man, y'all got something on that question? How would y'all uh, advise your child if they was in that situation? Only thing I would do, the only thing I would do that I don't know too much about, I just go get a lawyer. And let them figure that out. That's the only thing I would do because I don't really know about that shit. But you know, and just try to you know, I would read into it, but just get a lawyer. For sure. Well, um, I see he started that when he was a high school senior. So Robin Hood needs to have some type of uh, limit on some type of control to where. Uh, I don't think the age limit has nothing to do with it. I think it's just more so you understanding the reality of what you're getting yourself involved in and knowing that if I lose or if I win, I'm still here. But again, I don't know what other... He obviously had some other things he was dealing with but then they maybe that was the icing on the cake, you know, when they told him that and they wouldn't work, nothing, they wouldn't answer his call. Maybe that was just the icing on the cake. But I, I yes, I do believe Robin Hood is liable. I just don't believe they're completely liable for it. Okay. You are listening to the Sip Slow podcast. Ow, man, what this is a two part question. So, um, what do you think about credit, having good credit? How important is that? Uh, I'm not one of those credit freaks, but uh, I do understand that it can be important when you, you know, trying to make large purchases. But I'm from the old school way of thinking of if I can't afford it right then, then I don't need it. So me, I don't care what kind of purchase it is. I ain't trying to use no credit. I ain't never, I've never in my life owned a credit card. Don't want any credit cards. Debit cards only is just like cash. So if I can afford it right then, we'll get it. Otherwise, save up and uh, we'll get there when we get there. But we're not going to be in $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 worth of credit debt. But I'll let you credit guys get more into that, which I'll think. But uh, nah, I'm not big on credit, but. I do understand the importance of it, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, credit is uh, very important for, for how we live, you know, for the average person. 
of course, cash is always king. So if you if you have cash, it's best to buy something with cash. But um, credit is is great. Uh, you need to know what you're doing with credit. Um, keep your credit score together. Keep it right, and um, teach your children the importance of credit at a at a young age. Um, that's my thoughts. Yeah, that I agree. What you said, what I said too, because I was always told, you know, if you ain't got the money, don't go out and buy. It. You know, put it on credit and all that stuff. But now that I got older, you could you could have a you know some good credit. You need to have good credit. And I talked to my boy about this the other day about you know when they get to a point of having good credit because it go a long way. But for me, you know, I don't own no credit cards either, so I don't get caught up in all that. You know, so I agree. Oh, my bad, Doug. Go on, get yours off. Well, I, you know, credit is. I, I look at important. it and this. Go ahead, Doug. Again, this is my. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You was kind of froze. My bad. Uh, is everything good now and clear? Yeah. Yeah. The way I look at it, uh, and this is just my my story. I, I wasn't really taught money management in a sense and, and uh, paying your bills on time and the importance of doing so. It was more like, you know, like the rest of you guys. It was like if you got the money, then you can afford it, then you can get it. If you don't have the money, you don't, you know, you can't get it. And I didn't realize how important credit was until I was already behind the eight ball. And so then it's just a constant fight and battle to try and improve it. Uh, and then, you know, it, it is, it is important to have it. I'll just say that much because, you know, everybody want to get a house at some point in time. You want a car. And, you know, at that point in time, when we got our first house, I looked like, okay, if this interest rate is 6%, 7%, whatever it is, if it's 10%, if I can still afford that monthly note, I really wouldn't caring and looking at the, uh, that percent like that. Not until, you know, you start getting to the point where, okay, like every dime counts and, you know, you want to watch your money the best way you can. Then it's like, okay, well, if I could, if I had had a better credit score, maybe I would have knocked down that interest some and now I can save an extra $150, hundred you know, almost two hundred dollars or so a, a payment right. period. So it's 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 one of those things to me is more of a life lesson learned. Uh but only thing I want to be able to do is just tell my kids how uh you know learn from my mistake and, and show and tell them how and what they need to do. Yeah, because there's a lot of ways you can use that credit that credit card to uh boost your credit and man people use the credit card to pay the bills and know how to flip them and and all that stuff so uh it's important uh but like i have books from uh dave ramsey who's a guy that you know a millionaire or whatever and he preaches do not use credit at all um he, he always preached just use cash. So, you know, he has a plan on how you can 
get out of debt and just use cash. But, you know, sometimes every plan doesn't work for everyone. Uh, so I do think you do need the cash, but use credit hand in hand. And, and um, a lot of times when we're young like that, you, you know, like if you're at college, they have people on campus sign up for credit cards. And then you get that credit card. And if you don't have no knowledge of how to use that card, man, you get in debt real quick because you, you just swiping, you know, mm -hmm. and you swipe. There's no, there's no accountability of seeing this cash leave my hand and giving it to somebody else. So uh, that second part of that question is, Al, how do you feel about letting people use your credit? I guess like a cosign or something like that. Okay, well, back on that. Now that that can become a little bit more serious, you know, because that can break up marriages. Well, it has been known to break up match marriages. Uh, it can break up friendships, relationships. So on that you got to be real skeptical about who you allow to use your credit because you got to understand it's your credit at the end of the day. They don't see it the way you see it, so they're not going to treat it the same. Now, you do have some people, like myself, that, like, again, I'm not big on credit, but uh, my credit is pretty decent, you know, just for me paying out my bills and student loans and things of that nature. But I've talked to so many people where their credit has been shot, not due to them making mistakes, but by them allowing other people to use their credit and it fall that way. So I think just be real particular in who you allow to use your credit or co-sign or things of that nature because, you know, if that's a friend, it may be a long-lost friend after a while. For sure, man. You can't, you know, you you do best just leaving that alone because uh, if they don't pay that, that, that falls on you. Either you're going to pay it to keep your credit in line or your credit going to go down. And like you said, Al, it's going to cause problems with you and your family member or a friend, coworker, whoever. So uh, if you took the time to get your credit where it needs to be, uh, don't let nobody else mess it up for you. That's a tough question, though, man, because I've co-signed for people before. I mean, I have and things that work out, but somebody in the family. But I, I didn't lose. I didn't let it get to me point where I'm going to turn my back on my family. or We're going to bump heads about it. You know, things in life happen. We don't have control on how long we're going to keep a job or what. So, you know, it happened and just kind of shook it off, man. I didn't get too upset about it, but, you know, some part of life. So they didn't pay it or what? No, they, they paid it, but, I mean, you know, things happen. They lost their job and everything kind of happened. And, you know, sometimes life is like a um, dice game. It don't fall right for everybody. So, I mean, it's just credit. I mean, it's just credit for him, but, shit, I can't do nothing else with it. It ain't going to give me where I, I want to go. So, you know. Yeah. Hey. It just it was one of them things, but I ain't. They wanted to trip on it's just you know something that you you live and learn but i mean at the end of the day if i had to do it again i'd do it again you know so so did your credit take like a big hit or it was not that big a deal it took it but i mean you know in time you know kind of 
had to figure out some things and stuff like that, but I ain't really get too big on it. It was just some um, somebody need, you know, and that was it. I mean, I did, I got upset a little bit, but at the end of the day, I looked at it, it could have been me, could have asked them for something, they did the same for me. You know, I don't have no situation on when the person working and they give you three months, you lose a job and you can't find one, and you know you, your bills still coming in. So that's enough already. So, you know, it's like, hey, it happens. Still family. You know, that's it. I can't just turn my back on you because what if it happened to me for the next three years or something? I might need somebody. So I can't just go do that. So that's the way I look at it. Respect. Yeah, I mean, that that that's definitely respectable. And it's almost like the the thought of, you know, like if, if I loan you some money, I'm not expecting to get it back. I'm loan it to you to the, the point of just loaning it to you. But when it the credit part is is tough because at some point in time, well, maybe you want to make a move. And and let's just say now you may have too many things on your credit when maybe one or two of them could have been avoided to, to help you either get an interest, you know, a good interest rate or even just qualify, period. Um, so. So, yeah, that's that's tough. I personally. I would I would almost do like if you see the person on the street or, or the, you know the person begging uh, look let me I may not give you cash but here let, let's go buy you something to eat or you know here here's something to drink that's that's different because now I, I still have a feeling of controlling well whereas if somebody needs something hopefully it's not like a car or a house but if they happen to need something like that you know maybe maybe you you get it yourself. And and then you know, have them you know lease it from you or something like that. But I don't. When it comes to credit, I I didn't had enough um, issues of trying to correct mine that I I couldn't let I couldn't co-sign for anybody. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Not out of you know don't love, but I just I just don't want to put myself or you know my family in that situation. Yeah and. One more thing is uh, that credit, you know, it determines a lot on what you're going to pay back. Uh, I think Dove spent, you know, mentioned on that, you know, you go get a, a car or something, uh, you know, that 15% interest rate gone, you know, if that car is 30000 you're going to end up paying sixty for it. Whereas if, if your credit right, you can get that 2%, three and a half, you know, 30000 car you might pay. 44, 35, you know, and that's going to greatly decrease your uh, monthly uh, payment. So, you know, it's very important. And I understand where, where you're coming from, Jay, because it might be a, a important family member that needs your help. And, you know, man, you put in, the, you're in between a rock and a hard place to where yeah. you, you don't want to. You know, See them fail. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and it's tough, you know. And then you if you marry, you gotta run that by your wife. And and then if they don't pay, then she gonna talk to you crazy. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's a sticky situation. <laughs> decisions, decisions, boy. Decisions. Yeah. So yeah. So, man. But uh you are listening to the Sip So podcast. Uh, so, Jay, man, when do you feel your team becomes an adult? 
I think when they come mature and when they show you that they're very responsible, when they become adult, man, but for this generation, I see it's going to take a while because I was talking with my oldest boy and it's kind of like they ain't really too serious about nothing. It's kind of like it's everything's a little game or a joke. So, you know, I, I think he got a while before he mature. So I said they got to be very mature, mature to um, go out in this kind of world, win the day. And probably I say the age might be probably by 24 now. Used to be 18, 19. So I say probably 24, 25, <laughs> they can kind of get their feet wet. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'm not sure if I can consider them an adult uh, in the teen stage. I can say, well, maybe they're a little bit more mature or they're mentally more prepared to go out into the world. Uh, you know, I, clearly you, you're not an adult until you have responsibilities and you can take care of those responsibilities on your own. Uh, that to me is adult. And, and like Jay said, I, I don't think it's 18 anymore. Uh, I think that's, I mean, you just think about like with, with you guys and, and I know myself, I don't think I really matured until I got maybe 29 ish, closer to 30. And I still had some growing to do, but I think at a point in time that you can actually take care of your stuff, be responsible and provide for yourself would really be the only time that I can say you're an adult. Yeah, I'm kind of new to this uh, raising a child thing. So my son is four months, but uh, I kind of agree with y'all saying as far as, uh, <laughs> you know, being an adult, I just think personally, just whenever you can handle your own business. Now, that I, I can't put an age on that because one, you know, they say they, they say women um, mature faster than guys. So she might be 18 and I already got her own little apartment, you know, got a little whip. Paying a little old bills, but then that old son, he might be almost thirty, still staying at home. So it won't be in my house. Let me just put that put that out there, because um, at some point you're gonna have to stand on your own two feet. Now I'm always be there to support you, but we're talking about being an adult. So I would have to just say basically, when you can actually be on your own, stand on your own two feet with very little help from outside people, whether it's family and friends. So that's my thoughts on it. I think once you graduate high school, you're an adult because uh, now you're in the real world. Uh, you're going to have to start making real world uh, decisions, you know, because mom and daddy just can't keep holding your hand, you know, forever. Uh, that doesn't mean that, that you kicked out the house or or I'm gonna make you pay rent to stay here, uh, or none of that stuff. But uh, you do have to start making decisions because uh, if you're not gonna go to college, then you're just not gonna sit here either. So now you're gonna have to get out there and go to work, and that's what grown-ups do. That's what adults do. Um, if you're gonna go to college, you have to go and, and do what you are there to do. You know, it's not to go there and, and play and have fun. Yes, that does come along with the territory, but your main objective, and if I'm paying for it, 
your main objective is to go there, learn, and, and get your degree. So um, I would say out of high school, um, I, I think you, we have to start getting the children on that path to uh, understanding what it's like to be in the real world because when you uh, coddle, coddle them for so long, it's going to be even harder to, to get them transition to being an adult. What y'all think about that? Well, I was going to question you on that. You say after they graduate, they're an adult, correct? Right. So even if they're living at your house, you're still taking care of everything they got going on. But, hey, he graduated, but you're still paying, you know, take care of everything to not go into details. You're still taking care of everything for them. You still consider him an adult just because he, quote, unquote, graduated. Baby, I should have said, you know, you probably need a, you know, you need a job. You know, okay. you need a job. But I think you're going to start making adult decisions. Without a doubt. Just, I, yeah. I agree with that. But, I just wanted to make sure I was clear on that. But you're right. I guess if he graduated and he has already got a job, he's made an adult decision. Therefore, he's trying to be a young adult. So he is an adult. I get it. Well, a lot of people graduate high school. So if you don't go to college, then what? What are you? What are you supposed to do? A lot of people just let their kids just sit at the house and not do nothing. Now that that's that's not gonna happen on my in my house. <laughs> so that's that's that out there. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, but what, so would you kick them out the house because they're not doing it? Put them on the street. Now, in my personal opinion, again, this is my first son. I guess we'll wait and see. I think it's all about the upbringing. I think it's how you raise them and you install that in them early so they already kind of know what's going on and how serious you are. Even though you're probably not going to kick them out and put them in the streets, kind of give them that fear that, hey, we're not trying to play these games. So you going to college, you're going to be working or some, or you're going to be out there on the streets. Now, you know you're not going to do it. But if you make them feel like no matter what, you do what you want to do. You still got a roof over your head. They probably going to be those kids you just mentioned, 25, 30, chilling at the crib, bringing his girlfriend over, smoking weed. Nah, 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 nah. None of that. Well, I think if you don't go to school, it's, it's like an option A and B. A, if you don't go to college, B, you got to get a job. That's it. You can't sit around the house all day and lay around and what. So it's two options. And that's it. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I what I'd be willing to do if if you don't go to college, you have to do something, and then I'd give you, I'd give you a year, I give you a year to get it right, get you an opportunity to save you up some change, and then you know at that point in time, if you still have no plans of going to college or seeking some you know sort of a certification or something, then yeah, at that point in time, is is time to like step out on your own but i'll give you a year to gather yourself let you save you a little money first get a job save you a little money and you're gonna pay some some bills under the roof because you're gonna have to start getting into that adulthood mindset and so if you can do those things then like i said you i'll award you that year but other than that you're going to either have to go to school, you're going to have to go get a trade, or you're going to have to work. So, hey, I, see. Huh? 
I was going to just say we need to start holding the parents accountable for this. I don't think it's the, the child slash young adult, you know, it's, it's not their fault. I think it's the parents that's allowing it. So a child only going to do what you allow them to do under your household. Now, when they get out, like you say, they do what they want to do. But under your household, you're the man of that house. So uh, it's time to hold these parents adult, you know, it's time to hold them accountable for what's going on. That's just my opinion. What you think, T? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, so, Dub, you saying after the year, you think you got it in you to say you got to get on up out of here? You either have it or you have to get it. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you walk that line on your own. Now, it's not like I'm. we're not going to be here to support you and if you need something, but you're going to, because sitting around isn't going to do you no good, you know, just staying under this, this roof and you getting to go to work and do and try to go and come as you please. That ain't, that ain't preparing you. And not until you take that step. Now, if you, you take that step, now I'm going to respect that more because it's telling me, you know what? I, I appreciate what my parents have done for me. They've taught me how to work, how to pay bills, how to pay them time. Why can't I go ahead and step out on my own? You know, like, sometimes I, it seems like as black people, we've been wanna, we've been pushed out very quickly. Whereas you can see where now, again, let me make sure I'm, I'm straight on this. Like Dove said, if you're not going to college, uh, even let's say you graduated college, it's nothing wrong with coming back home and, and staying. It's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with getting in your profession and living at home with mom and daddy. Get that. But year. it has to be a it has to be a plan, you know, because right. I think that we always look at man, we got to get out and be grown, whereas. Uh, if you if you got a degree, you most likely you're gonna have a uh, student loan debt. You come back home, get you a J, start saving you some money. You know, it, it needs to be a plan, but just to always want to uh kick our kids out, I don't I don't think that's that's right because I see like HGTV where some of these people are, are doctors and They'll go back home and live with their parents to save up money to, to buy a house. But as a culture for us, we, we look at that like, you know, we look down on that. You ain't shit. Mm -hmm. Because it was taught. I mean, it's historically been taught a certain way, like you, was, you were mentioning. And at a point in time, yeah, you got to break it, but break it with a plan. Right. Real talk. So that's what that's called. That's called generational curses is what that's called. Well, yeah. Hey, we know as adults how hard it is out here in this world. <laughs> we know how hard. Uh, the last thing I want to do is put you in a situation where you're going to go out there and then you're going to have to revert to something that, you know, you've not been around, we've not taught you, and you shouldn't want to do. So that's why I was like, even like you say, if you graduate college, I'll still give you that year. If you don't go to college and you you don't get a trade, but you work, I'll give you that year. But but just believe you you got four quarters <laughs> to to prepare yourself. 
And you know, too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, Jay. No, this this lady told me one time what her and her husband did with their boy. They let him stay home till he was 25. You know, he went to college, came back home, graduate. They he's got him a job, and they told him to get a car. He paid a car off. Before he left home, he had paid his vehicle off and had enough money to go put down on his house. So they gave him enough time and gave him a plan. And it kind of opened my eyes up because we don't get a plan. You know, as soon as we get 18, 19, we all, we get an apartment. You putting money in there where you could be putting money in your bank, saving it up and paying stuff all then move like that with a plan. You know, we don't have that plan. And it kind of made a whole lot of sense. You know, they worked with him and he went there, got this and shit, got him a family now. You know, he married and wanted too much debt, man. You know, he paid this stuff off. So I said, that, that ain't bad, but you know, it all depends how you look at stuff too. Great point, Jay. Great point. Great point. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, y'all think we good on that? Yeah, I think we pretty much all kind of agree on it. That it's pretty much going to be a job and or college, pretty much. All right. Uh, and then to be adult, it just depends on – it's just not a set age. Right, I agree. So, uh, you are listening to the Sip So podcast, man. Um, Jay, man, are you a fan of a team or a player? Man, you know, I've been a, I've been a fan of a team. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way, man. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of a, of a team. Uh, we'll just kick it, keep it that, uh, Doug. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I actually allowed being a fan of a player to make end up leading me to be a fan of the team. Uh, it happened with you know the Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan. I, I used to like Pedro Martinez. It happened with the Patriots. I was a Tom Brady fan even when he was in college. It was just something about him that I liked. It led me to be a Patriots fan. Same thing. I was a Tim Duncan fan. I'm a Spurs fan, and but I have stuck with my team. The player led me there. The team is is where you know my heart is, in a sense. Okay. Well, I happen to agree with uh, Jason and well JT and uh, T. Uh, I'm more of a fan of a team, but I'm gonna let. Uh, T, go ahead and build on what he's saying on there. But, yeah, I'm a fan of a team. I like players as well, but you ask me the fan, I'm the fan of the team first, hands down. What led you to be a fan of the team first? I'll question you. What led me to be a fan of a team? I guess when you put it that way, <laughs> you're right. It did start with most likely a player. For example, the Lakers, it was Kobe Bryant. So that's just to answer your question to not go too far into it. <laughs> but, uh, you, uh, we ain't gonna go down that road, man. <laughs> so hey, what's that, uh, what's that? The Lakers or something? <laughs> nah, just so that I mean, I can understand if you had like one team, but but if you have multiple teams you've liked, how does that go? The me or the Al? 
I guess to everybody, if you had multiple teams that you used to rock with. Me personally, you know, I've always had. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Me personally, I had one team for college, and I usually had one team for pro for each sport. Now, for uh, football, I was a Warren Moon fan, so I did. I used to like the Oilers, and they were local and homegrown. Right. They moved. And, and again, I had already – I've always liked Michigan football at the time. Tom Brady, I was a Bo Schembechler fan. Every, I mean, it, that's kind of how mine matriculated. I'm a Duke fan. I used to love uh, – what's his name? Grant Hill. Yeah, I started as I watched him. I started watching the team or how they work. And you know, a lot of it is systems. I'm right. a big system guy, so that's what led me. So mine has always been a player led me to be to in, to like the team. The player can move on. I'll still like the player, but I'm still with my team. Yeah, I, I after you said that, that does make sense. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I can be honest. I I used to like the Oilers. Uh, like you say, they was local team. Um, I, I like offense, you know, Warren Moon. Uh, but I've always liked John Elway. I used to have the John Elway game on Nintendo. Uh, John Elway football. I used to play that all the time. So, <laughs> um, so it's like I always like the Broncos and, well, John Elway, which – Kind of led me to go on join the Broncos. Uh, then, because the you know the Allers always let you down, so you know how that goes. <laughs> if you was an Allers fan, uh, but that's yeah. you know that's when I was young. So I've been a a Broncos fan. Uh, I say since about ninety five, about ninety five, ninety four up in there, uh, and then with the Rockets. That's lifelong. Uh, Bra- I mean, Braves, that's lifelong. Florida State Seminole, that's been ever since, you know, about 92, 93. So when I talk about, to get into the subject more, when I talk about a team, I rock with one team. I, I don't have a track record of going from team to team, but I see lately where – People on Facebook are going from player to player. So if LeBron is in Cleveland, they Cleveland. When he go to Miami, they Miami, and you know, et cetera. And that's just not how I grew up being a fan. I, I don't I don't know about y'all, but do, how do y'all feel about that? Well, I mean, I got what you're saying. I mean, I'm the same way. You know, I've been a Rockets fan since they had the dream. And still is. And most people, I mean, people really ain't into it. They just in for the player. And really, you ain't a true fan. You just going with the player. So when the player retire, what do you do then? Who you going to rock with now? Mm-hmm. You know, is you going to – I don't know how they going to – you know, they might go to whoever the winner's team is. That I don't know. But I see most majority, most of them go to the team that's on top. You know, every team ain't going to be on top all the time. Somebody got to rebuild. So, you know – I'm just going to ride it out with mine so today, you know, go to, get on the top again. But, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I, don't, I don't like bouncing from team to team either. I mean, I can, I can still go – I can go cheer for a player, 
Yeah. No matter what team they own, but I'm I'm gonna stick with with my team. I've I've trade I've changed from two major league baseball team. I was a Braves fan as well. I used to like Maddox and Justice and Fred McGriff. All I mean, I just like that team. And then I end up liking Pedro. And then I've just been with the Red Sox ever since. They ain't won everything. You know, my Spurs right now, we 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 had some low seasons yeah, <laughs> about yeah. the last three, four seasons. But hey, we looking good. I knew we were young. You just have to hang in there. I yeah. I, I I don't like the bandwagon stuff. I mean, you win with your team and you lose with your team. Yeah. I, I've always respected the Cowboy fans as much as I'll talk about them stuff. I always respect them because, man, they die hard. So if your team – my bad, I'll let you get in it. No, nah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, perfect example is the Tom Brady. Well, as y'all know, I'm a Patriots fan. So when uh, he left the Patriots, a lot of people was asking me, well, okay, you're going to be a Bucks fan now, huh? <laughs> nah, man. Love Tom Brady. The best, the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Wish him the best, but I'm a Patriots fan. So yep. I'm not, I can't switch over and just go to the Tampa Bay because he went there. Yep. You know, so if they were to meet, of course, I got to ride with the Patriots. Hell, I even bet against the Bucks in the Super Bowl and I lost. So that's just mm-hmm. go to show you. I respect Brady. That's my boy. But as long as he's a New England Patriot, we cool. Once he leave, he becomes the enemy. Got a lot of respect for him, but he's the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I just cannot just jump from team to team like that. It, to me, that's you're not a loyal fan of the team. You're just a fan of that player. And right. that's just my opinion. Everybody likes to feel good and your team winning. But uh, in sports, it just doesn't work that way. You know, your team might have a good run for a while, uh, but uh, – it's ebbs and flows, so you're gonna have to deal with your team being down. It seems like nowadays people cannot deal with that, so that's why they they pull the card of "Hey, I'm a fan of this player," you know. Uh, and the people that I see that are fans of players, you know, is mostly players that's on a good team, you know. Uh, I don't hear nobody saying they, you know, fans of uh, uh, Greek the Freak, you know, even though they've been good the last couple of years, but it's mostly LeBron and, and Brady. And wherever those two go, which Brady's been doing it in, in New England for years, winning Super Bowls, and uh, LeBron has been, you know, a winner wherever he's been. So, uh, like I said, I just think that people don't want to deal with the bad times, but that's just mm-hmm. part of life, you know. This is part of life. So when them people retire, like y'all said, they'll go find another guy to jump on and and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't become point. a fan of a player unless it's just fantasy football. That's when I become fans exactly. of players. But right. other than that, no, I, <laughs> I stick with my team. You're right about that, Shoes. Uh, <laughs> I don't care you who you play for then. Huh? You say, I don't care who you play for then. I don't either. As long as you get in the end zone or whatever you yeah. need, throw the ball, whatever you need to do. <laughs> so uh, you all listening to the Sip So podcast. Uh, we see that J.J. Watt asked the Texans for his release, and they granted it to him. 
uh, Friday. So, Jay, you being the resident Texan fan, how you feel about J.J. Watt not being a Texan no more? Uh, to be honest, he should have been gone by maybe six, five years ago, man. You know, when he at the hurt his back, they should have been winning and trading for somebody. So, you know, he did his 10 years there, and they gained what he wanted. So I ain't really looking no way. I mean, they need to rebuild anyway, you know. Gonna get rid of your old ones and rebuild. You, I mean, you're already in the hole already as it is. So, you know. I feel that's you. Like, that's all I can say about it. Well, at uh, least you could at least you could have traded and got somebody for him though. Just don't give him up. You could have did something like that, you know. Yeah, they ain't get nothing. They ain't get nothing. Yeah. So, well, well I, me, I man. Look at, oh, go, go ahead, ahead well, Okay, mine quick. Okay. <laughs> mine is really quick. All I'm saying is I had to put on the record I was wrong because I just knew. J.J. was uh, the Houston Texans' god, if you will. I mean, that man can do no wrong. I've seen time where this man on the sideline hurt, and they talking about him more than the players that's on defense playing. So I just thought they would never trade him. Well, no, he didn't get traded. I just thought he would never leave. He would, you know, retire Texan, and he may still do that. He may come back toward the end of his career while they sign on for a couple of days just to retire Texan. So I just wanted to say I was wrong on that. But uh, I thought that was a stand-up job by them. I think there was some stand-up people by by showing him love to let him go like that. You know, because as Jason said, JT that is, they could have got something for him. Now, some of these people are ridiculous. Talking about they could have got two first rounds. And I've heard some craziness. They wouldn't have got much for him, but they could have got something. But by them just releasing him, to show him love that, hey, you gave us 10 strong years. We're going to let you go where you want to go. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, you know, that, uh, you know, that was a respect move by the Texans to uh, just release him so that, you know, he can go try to win a championship. So uh, he gave you 101 sacks. For his career, he was three-time defensive player of the year. So, uh, you know, it's just respect. So, uh, I don't see nothing wrong with it. No, I, I really don't either. I ain't really put much thought into it because he, he should have been gone and at a time when they could have gotten something. But uh, I think they just held on to him for popularity purposes, you know, because he never was the same after that back surgery. Right. He was just in the household name of J.J. Watt. And put, you know that way cutting it. Put some, yeah. Now I still now on top of it, I still feel more sorry for Deshaun Watson now because at least you had another huge household name that was on the team with you on the other side of the ball that could, you know, if y'all were still together, you could you know make some noise and try to gain get some players to come to Houston. Maybe I don't know, but now there's no leverage. I mean, the Texans have no leverage for nothing. You didn't get any picks for. Uh, for for what, and then you're already giving up all your picks that are gonna you know be able to find a good player or even negotiate with, so it's just tough, man. I think Watt won out of this deal because he probably will now go somewhere. He gonna probably get an opportunity. If not win, he gonna go to a contending team. So and then you know, unfortunately, Watson is is where he is. He's stuck. 
Yes, sir. Man, I went and I was listening to uh, uh, the episode last week and then the week before where we was talking about the Super Bowl and man, we was all totally wrong on that. Uh, and you know, we was really pumping up the Chiefs, and uh, it didn't go that way. So, uh, any any final thoughts on the Super Bowl? JT? Well, you know, as I watched the game, well, before that, before the game, I had saw some on Facebook about the Buccaneers staff. So it, it kind of changed my point of looking at it. Then I looked at they gave an AB hard. They gave an AB, you know, they gave AB hard time suing all them guys. So I was like, it would be good for them guys to win to get one upon their belt because they all been in the doghouse. And plus, with the Buccaneers staff for having all black guys on there that was head coaches or somewhere that took a lot of blame from not having no success in NFL. So they kind of changed the point of view of, of the game is watching it though. It wasn't really big on Tom Brady just when it just was the Buccaneers of the people they had on their roster. So that's what it was. Well, yeah. my, my only take on that whole Super Bowl was that, you know, like, again, I love Tom Brady he's the GOAT, the greatest ever. But uh, the person that should have got the unit that should have got it is the defense. So with that being said, the person that should have been the MVP is Todd Bowles. I mean, I've never seen a defense completely shut down Patrick Mahomes and the crew. I I've never seen that ever. I don't think y'all have either. But to that extent to where they held this man to no touchdowns the whole entire game and Literally every play he was running for his life. So I thought that was great coaching, great preparation. So uh no shoot at no no shots at my man uh Tom Brady, but uh the MVP was definitely Todd Bowles. No, I, I, yeah. I 100 percent agree. Go ahead, Thomas. No, go ahead. I I was just gonna say, uh I you know, again, no respect to Tom Brady. I, I like Tom Brady. I still like Tom Brady. I know he's clutch, but he didn't do anything but just manage the game, essentially. But the defense has to have been the MVP, either the entire defense or the coach, like you said, because they didn't just shut down, you know, a high-powered offense, which statistically is why I chose the Chiefs. Uh, they shut down the entire playoffs. I thought it was a good game, and – well, different I expected, but uh, like Jay pointed out, I, and I didn't even think. That, uh, so, uh, shout out to Bruce Arians for the the okay he had on the staff. So, uh, Al, you still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like I said, shout out to Bruce Arians for the diversity on the staff. Um, so, Doug, man, what did you learn today? Man, I learned that, you know, it's best to have a plan of action of the transition from teen to adulthood with your, your kids so that they don't feel rushed or go out and fail 
on the act of rushing that we historically have done at times as as a culture. Uh, I learned that the same thing it took to get her is the same thing it takes to keep her. <laughs> yeah. I learned that man old girl tripped off and putting that super on um, that gorilla glue in her hand, thought it was gorilla snot. They ain't trying to get paid for it. <laughs> man. <laughs> Wild out here. Kind of, kind of kicking off on that same thing you said, Jay. I, I've actually learned that nowadays, with the right lawyer, you can sue for almost anything. <laughs> for sure, man. Um, man, yeah. So if if y'all check us out, always remember to like, share, subscribe. You know, tell somebody to check us out, man. We just giving our opinions and having great conversation. Uh, amongst each other and hopefully you can take something away from it uh, it can enlighten you or just uh, be thought provoking to where uh, it'll put, put something on your mind um, always you know leave a comment um, we will get to you uh, we appreciate uh, Adric and, and Homer for commenting today uh, thank y'all for listening uh, we have the email, if you want to email us, that's sipslowpodcast at gmail.com. We'll answer that on the next week episode. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. It's all Sip Slow Podcast. Uh, and we just thank y'all for checking us out. Uh, Doug? No, man, I, I definitely uh, thank y'all and, and hope everybody have a good day and stay warm. And again, happy Valentine's to all. For sure. Uh, JT, before we get out of here, uh, I'm gonna get a shout out to my wife for tomorrow, man, on a big day anniversary day. 18 right. years of love and happiness, man. Congratulations, man. Hey, yeah. and you get a day off, and it's cold outside. Yeah, I know, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why you're on that head early. Yeah, yeah. I might try to do a four P, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, boy. You know, you know. I heard this guy say, "Well, man, look, you go out here for Valentine's Day, you buy this, you buy that, and what we, what do we get? We get the same box, same old box." <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, with that being said, man, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you here with us. We appreciate that. And as always, man, we're going to sip slow and we're going to live fast. Thank you for listening to the Sip Soul Podcast.